0: Субтитры
1: Gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented and charming Canadian maestro himself, Jason Colson. Jason is a unique character out of Ottawa, Canada, and I just I really dig his writing style. It's like everything he writes is this big. Uh, a musical production and i just dig that I, I really dig it when people really take music to the max you know and and i consider that to the max because a lot of those movements a lot of those musical movements it, it, the, there's just so many chords following the melodies and stuff it's it's nuts it's not nu- it, it's wild man it's nuts it's wild okay <laughs> i don't know why i started talking like that that was so stupid. Anywho, uh, Jason is a uh, like I said, a very nice man from up in the Canadia. So uh, we'll, we'll be getting to know Jason here soon. You can find Jason on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Jason Colson, and that's J A S E N C O L S O N. So go and uh, follow him up, get on his level and uh, uh, go support your boy. Uh, all the links are in the show notes. Of course, Jason will be coming up soon, but first go to rainamystique.com Rain r e i n a m y s t i q u e.com and check out the latest single from the from from Rain of Mystique. It's called Where Are You Now? It's an amazing R&B song, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. The link is in the show notes. Go click around. Do yourself a favor. She also is streaming on Twitch four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays, 8 p- a.m. 8 a.m. I almost said p.m. 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. most days. So go and get yourself some love. Um, and also, I have a new single out called uh, Hot Boy Summer. It's a silly song, but it's very fun. Go listen to it. Link in the show notes. I've been talking about it all summer, if you're following me on my socials, you know that there's a whole thing going on right now, so, uh, go check it out, uh, go stream it, go, go, go do that, that's a fun free way you can support the show as well, by streaming my music, I get like .00001% of a, of of a penny, and those .00001% of a penny add up after time, so. You know, get out there and start streaming, please. Uh, I need it. I'm desperate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not desperate. But I do want to uh, also talk to you about a family-friendly stream that I do with my son, which is called saucy chicken nugget it's on twitch twitch.tv slash saucy chicken nugget with one and it is a family friendly stream where i do not cuss i don't talk about you know sticky icky subjects come on through we're just gaming we're just playing video games me and my boy uh we do that every weekend on saturdays and sundays most saturdays and sundays we try uh sometimes we don't make it always but we are there most weekends so go and check us out you can also find we speak english good on twitch we stream twice a week mondays and fridays we do have some cool shows coming up uh this month where we do stream off schedule so check it out what um you know i really wanna you know i I am probably in august gonna be doing extra shows off of schedule just the sort of um Just to sort of uh, keep more momentum going with the show. And and just streaming at different times is always interesting, too. Just to sort of get an idea of, uh, you know, just to get an idea, I guess. Anyways, uh, moving on. uh, We got, oh, oh, yeah, I do want to say this pretty early. Did I say this already? I don't know okay anyways we're just gonna say it again if I say it again just fast forward (laughs) the conversation's not too far ahead of us here so uh I also had a write-up in Zoe magazine and I uh the link is in the show notes and we talk about why I got on Twitch we talk about uh you know the show and when the show became a real thing that I was taking seriously and it stopped being just a good time and I talk about a lot of cool stuff in the article. So go check it out. It's from Zoe Magazine. Trying to get the the journalist who did the article on the show. So uh, maybe that will happen too. That will be really fun. Uh, Let's see what else we got You can like, subscribe, review Like us on Facebook, Instagram um, TikTok, the whole thing We're on all of them All the links are in the show notes You can also find us uh, Oh, you can also subscribe to us On Apple, iTunes Or follow us on Spotify Anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, and you can also subscribe on YouTube and twitch you can also do a very free thing and go and leave a review for the show it helps us uh, to be found and uh, it just it, it makes us more man I just said the word last time I don't even remember what I said whatever here we go we're moving on uh, you can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com you can also support us monetarily if you want some merch. Go to we speak english and go and peruse our merchandise. We got Mad Mike emotes. We got we got we got Hot Boy Summer T-shirts. We got JC JT and the Conspiracy T-shirts. We got it all. We got it all, folks. So come on through. Uh, com. All the links are in the show notes And that is it, everybody Holy shit, we did it Today on the live stream Tune in at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Or no, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time We're going to have Uncle Ray back on the show Plus, we are going to be doing a charity stream um, For a friend uh, in Twitch Her name is Mary Ann Her husband's going through some rough stuff uh, Marianne is a huge, huge supporter on Twitch of all these different streamers, and all these streamers have gotten together to uh, raise money for uh, for for her and her husband. And um, you know what? Marianne is a very sweet person uh, that I've we've gotten to know through Twitch. Uh, over this last year and a half so yeah we're gonna be doing raising money and it's for a really great cause for a really really wonderful person who just does nothing but spread love and joy in the chat so come on through this friday for our charity stream it's gonna be a funky good time or i'm sorry friday yeah today later on today if you're listening to this in the morning if you already listen to this and things over well you can go see the vod i'll probably you know whatever i don't know Whatever, we're going forward here, folks. <laughs> All right, I think that's everything. We'll uh, we'll 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 see you on the other side. Let's just get to Jason here. I think I've been rambling for long enough. All right, guys, put your hands together for this week's guest, Jason Colson. <laughs>
2: Vegas when in Vegas do as the vegans do
1: (laughs) (laughs) and reject meat I reject meat and I reject your whole system of how you harvest your meat and that's how they do it in Las Vegas those vegans Jason, how are you doing, man? Thank you so much I'm for coming on. I'm doing good.
2: Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate
1: I, I, see, it. I see your uh, partner is in in bed behind you. They're off screen, so they they are not able to be seen. But uh...
2: yeah, my partner uh, got her COVID shot, her second vaccine uh, yesterday, and it really is not. Uh, it's, it's doing a number on her body right now, so wow. she is uh, she's relaxing and uh, just letting it go through her system. She's oh. like she feels bad, but she's excited that her body is like doing what it's supposed to do.
1: yeah 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 (laughs) no that's it's funny because that's how my wife feels about her period it's just like you know what it's not the beautiful thing right exactly i I, how long did i don't know i mean you could admit this on in public or not but uh, there was a time in my life when i was dating my wife uh my then girlfriend where she's like oh i'm getting my period i'm like oh go oh gross I was an asshole. Okay, I, I had a lot of learning you to just do. Hadn't, you just hadn't been enlightened yet. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. Was there? <laughs> did you ever have to go through that learning experience and how you don't? Uh, ew, well, you, to a girl you lear- who's bleeding you it about it.
2: in, uh, well, we did. We learned about it in school, and it oh, was yeah. just like
1: yeah. You uh,
2: know, I, as a preteen or a teenager, you're kind of like ooh, fluids. But then you're like, okay, well, that's what it does, and now I normal. know. So. Yeah, well, you, you take to it. You take to it uh, on a on a person by person basis, I guess. I was never oohed by it. It was just like, oh, that's really interesting. It's just like <laughs> I'm never going to know what that's like, but like, cool. Yeah, the body's interesting. The Body's really it is interesting.
1: interesting. Uh, I'm not a fan of blood. I'm not a fan of blood in the first place. But
2: yeah, it, oh, I can't. I can't watch those operation shows or whatever. <laughs> I can't do it.
1: Oh God! It's it's a, no. I, have you ever have you ever? Uh, what about like Doctor Pop Pimple Popper? Have you ever saw her going to town like that? I can't watch that either. It's awful. It's There awful.
2: are some people that really enjoy doing that. They're like, here, can you, here, just let me, just let me, and they just they love popping pimples. They, yeah. it's it's like a thing they just like really get a kick out of. I, and I'm like, no, you go ahead and do that. Just don't tell me about. it. <laughs>
1: It's so nasty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, the other day, I, I got caught up because I'm on the TikTok. I don't know if you've heard of the TikTok, but the TikTok I'm got me. I'm too
2: old for the TikTok, but I have heard of it. I,
1: I thought I thought I was too old as well, Jason, but it turns out you're never too old for the TikTok. Um, so, so, well, oh shit, what were we just talking about? Oh, it was the pimple popper lady. It, they got me because it was like... Uh, I, I didn't realize what was happening until it was happening. And then all of a sudden, there's this big pimply thing. I don't know. She cuts it open. All of a sudden, like cottage cheese just comes bursting out. And I dropped my phone. It was awful. Um, Unsubscribed. <laughs> well, the, pro- the, thing about, the thing about TikTok is that they have like a for you section. And then, so it like it, – it's like it's like this algorithm and and like are you watching there, Mike. Dude, I'm telling you right now, my TikTok algorithm is so fucked up. It's like it's like a bunch of like it's a bunch of gay dudes being catty. It's a bunch of like it's a bunch of uh of um, what what was it? Oh, I have a lot of black conservatives. Uh, for whatever reason and well i mean i know why but it's, it's not that i'm a conservative i'm just that's just what ends up happening in there uh I, i'm really revealing a lot about who i am aren't
2: that's <laughs> yeah, great this is i didn't know this what was gonna happen but hey this is beautiful
1: <laughs> i didn't tell you much about what was gonna happen that's okay there was there's nothing to, there's nothing really to expect well look it, the it, i i do appreciate you coming on the show and and uh you know pimple popping aside you know uh, i respect the way that you uh, approach writing um because when i when i listen to your music there's this sort of uh there's this like like musical theater-ish type thing going on i don't know if i'm hitting on the right thing but like i just feel like every time not every song obviously there's obviously you have songs that aren't like like chord after chord and it just for me it, it just feels very big very musical theatery uh, lots of chord changes lots of like ah you know like lots of like you know really expressive singing um what, what, yeah can you go into your process and like what how did you end up uh you know really being pulled into that kind of writing and um what how do you uh ah yeah how do you how do you explain your music to people well
2: um I've always liked these progressive bands from like the sixties and seventies. Like yes. So, and even back further huh. subconsciously not knowing it at the time, but as a kid, you know, you're a video gamer and you hum along to whatever tune is playing.
1: Right. Right.
2: And the more I listen, I still listen to those video game tunes. I find them like, like these playlists online yeah. where it's just like the, the whole uh, soundtrack from like a, a game from the nineties or the eighties or something. I, I still listen to those because it's music, right? Somebody Absolutely. composed it, somebody made it, Absolutely. and it's, it's their, their creation. It's no different to me than listening to uh, someone who has like a, a hit on the radio.
1: I mean, it's a classic. But, this is a classic, right?
2: Yeah. I'm guessing that's Ocarina of Time.
1: You, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, it's a classic, right? I mean, there, yeah. there's just classic melodies and classic songs that are, are beautiful, but please
2: so I guess I've always gravitated towards like music that had a little bit more um like you say a, a dramatic feel to it mm. had more of a like a, a story told not even lyrically but musically there's like kind of a story that goes there's an ebb and a flow there's peaks and valleys so um as a teenager I realized uh, I, I grew up in the 90s and everything out there was pretty much three chord grunge <laughs> which like it's grown on me now but it didn't really appeal to me then and I was always going back to these older, like kind of uh, progressive bands, Uh, like, yes, uh, Genesis, early Genesis, uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, Kansas, to name a few. And um, as I realized, like even the video game tunes I was listening to had like little uh, uh, sparks of those types of uh, bands. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
2: I was never able to um, replicate that as a musician. So every band that I was in was like, you know, uh, reminiscent of whatever 90s band was at the time as a teenager. And then when it came to like, okay, I can, I can, I've grown a little, I can venture out on my own and start writing my own tunes. I went, well, let's see if I can write something that's kind of dra- dramatic-esque and see what I can get with it. And I pieced together a bunch of tunes here and there. And it wasn't until, um, what was it, almost 10 years ago that I decided I was going to write my own album for once. I'd been on a bunch of albums where other people wrote material and I threw in the odd tune. I never went myself, and I said, what am I going to do? How's it going to turn out? And I really didn't know, and it ended up just being like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different styles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, when we were listening to those songs before, I mean, it went from um, it went from a, uh, you know, a, I don't know, a jaunty sort of tune to a, a, a straight-up Latin uh, breakdown. Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, I, I, I too like the old prog guys, and even some of, like, even, uh, you know, like, one of the new-ish, and they're not even new anymore, but the Mars Volta was, like, another, like, oh, yeah. prog band that I just, I glommed onto so hard. Um, yeah, their
2: D-Loused and the Comatorial <sighs> album is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> incredible.
1: Like, it, Rick Rubin on, on production and just, and as a, a debut album, too. Jeez yeah. Louise, man. that They made quite an entrance. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, like that—that that prog, that ever moving, that ever changing—you uh, know, progressions and time signatures and 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 just it just sort of taking people uh, on a ride, right? Like it's sort yeah. of like y- you start one place and you end in another. I've always been a fan of that. What what the problem was for me when in when my early days of writing is that I used to make like these. 14 to 15 minute long opuses that never that was comprised (laughs) of like 10 different songs because I didn't really get how to put it all together um what did you did you run into any of that kind of things when you were recording your first album when you went into uh the, the process of writing and and you know recording your first album were you finding problems with sort of completing songs or or not able to sort of put things together or piece things together you know um what were some of the challenges especially in your writing style that you faced in that first album?
2: Oh uh, all over the place and you're absolutely (laughs) right with like having having to make one piece have an ending or a proper ending that you think is good. I've still got a slew of like um, outtakes and bits of tunes that I thought at the time were like this is amazing it's going to be great and then I listen to it again it's like okay it's all right and then I listen to us that's junk I need (laughs) that's not going to work at all and then I would just scrap it there's lots of scrap material but for me, it even came down to what I could do as, as a piano player because I'm, I'm a drummer primarily. Mm-hmm. Like that's I've been drumming since I, was, since I was 12 and performing drums since I was 16. So I was always the drummer in the band and even singer. I was even the, the singer as a drummer. So I would write tunes based on what drum beat it was or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when it came to writing my own stuff, I'm like, well, I don't have a guitarist to rely on for chords. So I had to literally – I would use – Um, digital recording software to kind of fake my way through what a piano would sound like. There's a lot of, you know, stereo trickery and stuff that I use to make songs sound full. But uh, the writing process was tough in that way. Like I really had to go with my limitations, but my brain was like, but you want to do this, right? You want to go further. So like, can you? And um, I tried to push myself as far as I could go as a songwriter based on how I could play. Mm. And I think I, I went above and beyond that with, with the, uh, the album. That last tune, or that one of those tunes that you showed in the intro uh, where I'm, I've got short hair and glasses on the drums, that tune in particular was like <laughs> a couple years in, uh, to, to build on because I was like, I wanted to make it sound like an epic, like, an, like mm. a, a piece of a musical or something. And it took a while to finally perfect it. So when it was recorded, I was really happy with it. And I got some players to play guitar and stuff like that on it. And then when it came to playing it live, I went, oh, right. Um, <laughs> I got to do that now, don't I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, wait, like when you hear the Beatles, I think it was the Beatles, when they like released Sgt. Pepper, it's like, okay, now – go on the road with sergeant pepper with like all you know five million edits and and overdubs and all this like how do you present that as a as a full piece on the road and <laughs> so i hired
2: a, yeah i hired a band that uh video hmm. you saw was uh with a band that uh of uh, friends of mine that I, I i hired along and they were really happy to be a part of it uh caroline Arnoni was the one who was playing piano with me hmm. and she's got a, a twitch stream it's uh carnone keys if uh if my, my girlfriend's on the chat, if she wants to give her a shout-out, she's on there, uh, streams games, and plays music. Uh, Please my,
1: do. Put it in the chat, okay. and I'll make sure we shout her out. Yeah.
2: So is on piano, and my uh, my buddy and uh, roommate, uh, Ryan Wheatley, with the long, flowing hair and chewing the gum while playing the bass, he's on bass. And my buddy, uh, who's been my buddy since I was a teenager, he was actually my boss when I worked at Pizza Hut, <laughs> of all things. We would talk music all the time, and he goes, when, where, when are we going to jam? And the answer I didn't know at the time was, 15 years man we're
1: gonna (laughs) (laughs) be real patient okay
2: (laughs) that's my my buddy jamie rowan on guitar in that video but uh yeah i got a band hired and then i was like okay i'll just sit behind the kit like i always do i'm comfy behind there Mm. but uh then it came to doing uh gigs that were down to one person i was just like all right this is it and twitch twitch was an awesome way to try that out for sure
1: yeah yeah and 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 you're you're uh, you play with danny dan danielle allard as well
2: Danielle allard yeah, we've 've been friends i 'd say for the past four or five years or so we met at an open mic in Ottawa mm. and uh, she was a feature act at an open mic in Ottawa. We met there and then just we kind of got got into each other 's uh schedules and 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 into each other 's text messages and stuff like that oh, about gigs and collaborations yeah. and uh I was very fortunate to to meet her. She's an awesome human being, just one of the best human beings I've ever known, and very talented. And we've shared stages, and I was I was the drummer on her uh, her last L, or EP, rather, uh, Passing Notes. She uh, asked me to drum for for the tunes on that uh, EP she released.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, Danny's been on the show before. She uh, she is she's very just intelligent and uh, just a well spoken human being. Uh, I, yeah, she's, I really...
2: she's a well-oiled marketing and music machine, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she did.
1: She was going through. You know what we talked about was because she teaches a, um, uh, a social media class. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I was like, what is like the most, you know, what I don't even remember the question, but it was like, what surprises your students or something the most? And it's like because the first day they go through their social media and they, they go through and they delete all the things that might come back. And 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 g- and get them, and she's like, you'd be surprised on how many kids are like, whoa! I can't believe I posted that, and they go through and they delete, 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 delete. I don't know, like that. <laughs> that, that I I have like, I have so many years in the Facebook game that, and, and so many different eras of my life of like drinking and drugging and just being ridiculous. I, they're definitely gonna find something cancelable in in my. <laughs> In my history, <laughs>
2: your it's, formative years, your growth years, yeah. my
1: growth. Well, that's the problem, though. That's the problem, isn't it? Is like it's the growth years that they always go back to. It's like it's
2: like, yeah, don't you want to see the end result? Don't you want to see what I've learned?
1: <laughs> yeah. like, <come> on. <laughs> it's like Trudeau. Trudeau is like, uh, you know, like he's a nice guy. He's good looking. I don't know how I guess he's a great. I guess he's a good prime minister. I don't know. He's not my prime minister.
2: Hey, that's that's always open for yeah. That's uh, debatable, debate, but uh, I'm not going to get into that, of course.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, well, well the, the the lack of freedom of speech over there. I understand your 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 case. I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. It was like so <laughs> stupid and terrible. Um, we're gonna get
2: that freedom of speech eventually. Yeah. We're is uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that, that whatever? It seems like you guys don't mind. I mean, like every Canadian I talked to is like, "Well, we're good with that. I don't care." <laughs> so. You know, no, it, it, uh, you guys.
2: it just depends on who you talk to. Uh, we're pretty chill as a collective, but uh, you know, we're all individuals. We all have our say, and uh, yeah, we're pretty strongly opinionated. It depends on who you who you speak to, of course. Yeah, I'm one of those. I'm one of those relaxed, laid back, let it kind of happen, let it flow yeah. kind of people.
1: Yeah, you don't get caught up too much in that whirlwind of politics and social media.
2: No, I never have, never have. But uh, I will can, always lend can, an ear to anybody who's like, "I got something to say." I'll be like,
1: nah, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. That was like a very beautifully Canadian thing. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You share your thoughts. sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with uh, with social media, I mean, how uh, I I don't know how um, involved you are, but like, do you, do you think you have anything in your past history that would be even questionable, or do you not pay attention to that very often?
2: I would say with all honesty that I probably have no shame in what I've posted before. I don't know. You probably find some like deeply hidden thing you see in a picture. Like I can think of like, I had a really good time in Key West where I had a lot to drink, but that was about it. (laughs) 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 Picture me and just with like this big, you know, dumb face on just making the whole like, yeah,
1: I'm doing big things. (laughs) 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 I don't know, man. Social media is a whole mess, but, uh, so with, with your, with your approach to music, um, wh- when did you decide that, uh, uh, well, actually, what ha- have you, are you a full-time musician or, and even before the pandemic, I know the pandemic took her gerbs. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, bef- even before the pandemic, were you a full-time musician or did you always? Yeah, please As
2: of, uh, I think 2015, I decided I would, uh, make music my my primary and only job. Um, I was working as a, as an assistant manager at a pharmacy up in Canada, the equivalent to CVS in, in the States. Uh, and I was doing that and playing the odd show at a bar, like every, every odd weekend or something like that. Until I realized like, wow, these, these bar shows can, can earn you some money. And I didn't realize that. And then the more we did it, the more we would get until it <laughs> got to the, the, the music became like a second, like full-time form of income. And, and I was getting kind of stressed out at, at my, uh, my drugstore job until I realized, you know, I don't need this. <laughs> it's, it's stressing me out so much that like, I, do I really need to keep doing both? And I went, no. So I stopped and I just kept doing the, the, uh, the gigs. So we got, I was getting, uh, gigs at local bars and people were and uh, asking us to do private events like, uh, like weddings and birthdays. And we were, we actually did a show at, uh, at an event uh for the canadian lawyers bar association like we were getting some interesting shows and it was like i can i can pay all my bills with this it's like sweet sign me up i'm <laughs> right. good to go so yeah i've been doing that since 2015 wow. and like you say the pandemic definitely put a halt to that mm. and left me going okay what do i do now and that's and like i say, that's where twitch came in twitch was a really good outlet for like not remaining stale from not playing so long yeah. and the support from twitch uh, has helped me help me move forward financially so i have a world full of people to say thank you to yeah. for for helping me through these last two years it's been really cool uh,
1: how long have you been on twitch when did you come
2: i first uh streamed on august 10th of last year okay i started okay. out like experimenting with like your Facebook live. Mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, I'll play to my two or three family members or friends who know what I do. And then <laughs> once again, the beautiful and amazing Daniela Lard comes to my aid and says, you would really do good on Twitch. And she had been on there since like April or something. Mm. She's like, I've already got this fan base. and It's really cool. You, you, what you do on Facebook is exactly the same. You'll have no problem. So I was like, all right, but like, Seems a little trickier to me. There's a lot more interactive <laughs> stuff and and programming needs, and just like oh, there's always help where you need it. And I started in August, and it's been um, it's been a year and something now, and I've already got like over a thousand people following, and it's like the support just grows and grows, like, and it's, it's overwhelming at times, but just so positive, yeah, hundred percent positive.
1: W- what's overwhelming about
2: is the amount of people you meet and the, the amount of um, positivity and encouragement you get, because I've always been the kind of person to say like, Oh, I can't do this or I shouldn't do this. Or like people will probably enjoy it. And um, even like the concept of a live learn was like, Oh no, people are going to see my mistakes and people are going to see me mess up. And it's just like, no, the encouragement is just like, we want to, we love the process. We, we want to see what's how you do things. Like there's, 100% 100% interest in it seems everything that a person does online, mm. which was so different from the bar. The bar was like, <laughs> can you play this song? And you go, not really. And they would yell at you. You're like, ah, come on. You you know it. Come on. And then, and then of course, they would like, ah, this guy sucks. Let's go yeah. to another bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how fucking, how, oh, excuse me, uh, how, how rude people could be out in, in the real world when it comes to interacting with musicians and artists who are, who are playing a gig. And it's like it, they, there's just some kind of like they they have like some ownership of it. I, I remember this we were my, my buddy was just telling me about this. He reminded me that this happened at a gig a couple years ago. and there was this guy who was like, I don't know, it was some uh, he was, can you play welcome to the jungle?" And then he held up a dollar bill, like one dollar bill. Oh my God. <laughs> and and started going like, popping it at us he's like (laughs) and mind you there's five of us in the band so so jason is not one to sort of suffer fools um he uh he was just like hey yeah thanks for that dollar that that 20 cents is really gonna do us a big big service getting home tonight (laughs) and it's just like the dude didn't take a you know he just didn't get the hint and he was like dude we don't know that song we don't know it and he just kept on going and then so what he did was when we told him no he was just like okay and then he put it in his pocket like he showed it like like all slow <laughs> this, like, is
2: missing, yeah, this is what you're missing yeah this
1: is what you're missing and then he come back at us again with another gnr song doing the same routine the same routine like he did he couldn't even come up with a new routine he, he's a
2: this guy thinks he's at a flea market or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For real. He's like trying to get a good deal out of this GNR song that we don't know. Anyways, it was just one of those moments where you're just like, what the hell am I doing here? But but then again, I've worked in a cubicle and I'll take drunk guy with the dollar bill at the bar any day over the of the week overworking in a cubicle so
2: they are as you call them occupational hazards and uh you know what um if if you have the patience for it um like i say you can you can look past that like i i do too like i had my first um live performance since february or something like that and it was the weekend that just passed like the yesterday and the day before how was it or Saturday, Friday, Saturday. And they were, it was amazing. It was so nice. It was so refreshing to be in front of some people mm-hmm. and uh, and see their faces and see their reactions. And like, and it, it was inevitable. A couple guys came up. Hey, can you pray? Don't stop believing. And I'm like, here we go, Jay. You're playing Don't Stop Believing again. <laughs> and
0: uh, we're in it.
2: And it was funny because he's like, can I sing it too? And I'm just like, okay. He's going the extra mile. <laughs> and at the time, I was halfway torn between like, you know what? Let me just do it, and just like, hey, why not? So I just I threw the mic over to him, and then this is going to be hilarious. And but you know what? I'm having a good time. You seem to be having a good time, and uh, yeah, I, I I missed it in a way. Yeah, missed, uh, the shenanigans.
1: Well, you know, I mean, it is kind of funny, and it, and they do make for great stories. And though they can be kind of frustrating at time, I mean, it is funny when you can tell people about. The one time that guy that that you pushed the guy off the stage and he bumped into the, the guy behind him and he thought that he was trying to push him or something so he turned around <laughs> and pushed him back and they started pushing each other and then the whole oh, bar man. turned into a, a a brawl so those are those good kind of stories yeah <laughs> that you love well, same, love same
2: night same night uh, a gentleman came up to me he said he was from Cuba
1: Ooh.
2: and he's like um, uh, I was just able to move here this year because of COVID and me and my girlfriend have been separated for like three years so I'm finally here with my girlfriend it's her birthday at midnight and says I know you're done but like can you like just go back on at midnight and just like (laughs) sing one song for her and I'm going here we go again they want me to work in overtime but it's it's something about me just was like you know what that's I like the idea that that sounds cool so I went up and played a a song for him and his girlfriend to say happy birthday he ended up paying my tables drinks for the night as a thank you I was like, "Wow,
1: cool!" But that was, <laughs> you know, you know that that was the thing, man. Like it, it, about those live bar gigs. It's like if you can be as malleable with the audience as possible, then you can actually walk out of there with some decent tips. Mm-hmm. Um, my my wife and I, it was interesting to come to Twitch and see live learns. You know, the live learning aspect where people, you know, pay a little extra for you to learn a song that they want you want mm-hmm. to you, hear. So. Um, we we had been doing that for a couple of years leading up to the pandemic. And it was really interesting because you could go into a bar and it could be completely dead. And the waitresses, you know, aren't making any money that night. And yet you can walk out just because you learned how to play a, a stu- four non blondes on the spot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people are dumping 20s and 50s in your bucket. And it's just always funny when when. <laughs> When the waitresses always walk by your tip jar and they're just looking inside and they're just thinking <laughs> what the hell like and there's like three people in the place, but you're you're just you're doing well uh th- that that I mean t- those aspects of it was always fun you know the the staying on your toes and and being up but there is other aspects, especially for you up in Canada in Ottawa I mean it gets so cold in the winter I can't imagine lugging your your crap around at 2 30 in the morning and it's you know believe z-
2: it or not the uh the audiences are as, as full as they are on the coldest day of the year as they are well, the in the summer
1: people yeah. got a drink
2: <laughs> people live their lives they know where they are and they know what it's like and they're right. like you know what i'm not gonna let that stop me and they they Still come out,
1: oh, yeah, it's they great. still come out, but I'm saying, I'm saying the aftermath is like yeah. the worst part, you know, like ter- tearing down and brushing l- your car off, l- bro. Oh, my stuff like that, god, <laughs> Be- unburying your car, and it's only been three hours, my god. <laughs> But yet you come out, and there's, it's like two feet of snow mount on top of your stuff, and then you got to drive home in the crap, and then you got to lug your crap in too, because you know you can't leave it in the car overnight, because it's like zero below, or zero yep. below, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what zero below, is. zero below what, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think our minus 40 is the same as your minus 40, think mm. that's when they finally match up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, it's awful, I will say that, it is awful, but... But there, but yeah, because last year when I was doing this and everything was, everything, you know, everything's going good. So I was like, I was like, I'm never going to do, I'm never do, I'm never gigging again. Never gigging again. Twitch is all I need, everybody. I'm never gigging again. And like I say, it's not, or no,
2: like I say, I, I say it's not for everybody, too. Mm-hmm. Like somebody gets to the breaking point where they're like, well, I'm comfy. I'm in my own house. I'm comfy. Mm-hmm. I'm all set up and it's warm and I've got an audience. So yeah. Twitch is it for me. And that's, that's their uh, prerogative. That's great.
1: Yeah. I, I absolutely, I would, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, we talk a lot about people who come on this platform and and it's like, you know, you could be that that school teacher that always longed to be a musician their whole life and just never found the time or, you know, the motivation or never had the right people in their corner to motivate them or to push them towards something or it, it, whatever the reason is, Twitch is that thing where they can be like, well, I can go fulfill this thing. I don't have to go out and f- find gigs and do all that crazy crap that you don't really have time for if you're working a full time job. And mm. you can just sort of like turn your computer on and go for it. So it's a, uh, it, I, I really love that. I really love that Twitch is sort of giving musicians who are like, you know, low key musicians a chance to sort of express themselves as well.
2: And there's so much talent out there, so much untapped resources. Mm that uh, Twitch is kind of giving a a stage for and people are being discovered that way. Even if you're being discovered by 10 people, you're still being discovered, which is what what I thought was great about Twitch. I'm like, wow, there's 10 people in this chat room right now. And they're not even like living in my city. They're like, they're all over the place. This is amazing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and and it's interesting too is like you know my wife streams as well well you know well, my my wife is Rain Mystique by the way um Oh
2: amazing I did not know that Oh
1: okay I'm I I just yeah, I just assume every, everybody knows everything So Raina is my wife and and it was a uh, it, it was just like a really uh well I forgot what we were talking about okay <laughs> Jesus
2: <Jeez. laughs> using twitch as a, a means to get your dreams out or
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Your well, what abilities. we noticed what we noticed was is that once people started coming back is like they wanted to hear the original songs they yeah. wanted to hear it and and then they want like you were saying earlier too it's like people want to see the process people want to see what you're doing and what you're up to and um, I, I think that's such a really cool uh, aspect of this is that you're finding sort of like your real Fans, you know, and, and even if they're not here to come to your show in IRL, there's still people who are out there uh, supporting and listening to your music and and enjoying your music. It, it just seems like when you're out there in the bar scene and you got your your little CD, your little compact disc for sale, <laughs> that everyone walks by and ignores, or 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 you get that person who comes up like, "Oh my God, I need it," you know, and that's always mm-hmm. nice. But it's like. I just feel like you're you're always sort of like pressing your music on people at the bar, rather than people really being interested in what you're doing. Uh, and and for the most part, people just want you to sing "Brown Eyed Girl" and move on with your day. You know, so.
2: your your uh, your musical wallpaper some of the time <laughs> at the, at the bar. <laughs> I like the decor. I also like that other guy who's just sitting there and I, I hear brown-eyed girl, but like the guy sitting there in the piano is a nice touch. I like
1: that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean and that that was another part of it that I don't that I don't particularly care about is that um like just dumping your energy into the void. Um and I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying by that, but like when you get done playing every song it's just like a deafening silence and <laughs> <laughs> and nobody cares and and it it i don't know like how how do you react to those kind of gigs how do you how do you, what what do you how do you feel about those kind of gigs well there's two
2: instances or two scenarios rather that i can think of where that's happened to me mm. and i've reacted differently in both ways um, As a musician, when I was younger, trying to push original material and bands, I've written their own stuff. When you play a show and you've just finished off a song that you've written yourself and it's polished and it was one of the best performances ever. And you hit that last note and you, you, you just hear like clinking of glasses and stuff. And I remember that was one of the last shows I played in a particular band I was in. And it was that moment I went. I'm done. <laughs>
0: it's
2: like nobody is listening to this, and I went okay. That's it for that then. And I remember being so like man, like music is stupid. What was I thinking? And <laughs> went through a really bad patch. But uh, then I got into um, uh, performing at open mics and stuff, and just kind of doing whatever felt fun
1: hmm. and
2: not stressing about uh, you know be the writing the perfect tune or performing the perfect performance or something. I started just playing cause I liked the music and it was fun. And it was at these bar gigs where it was just like, okay, I can throw in like, like a cover or something or a tune that I've written that I really enjoy. And if people don't respond, it's just like, you know what? I don't really, I don't really feel rejected because I was hired as uh, like for my expertise or my talent to entertain. And I'm being appreciated at least by the staff and by the people who hired me, so like there's there's a more of an appreciation in that sense. If people aren't listening, whatever it's, you're still getting to them because they'll come up at the end of the night, and they haven't clapped once and say, "You were really good. You were awesome." I just want to say that. I'm like, rather than saying, "Man, where were you the entire?" You could have put this <laughs> hand in that hand, and like that, like once at least. Like, you just, know, but just, that, just that validate they, like, my lifestyle,
1: himself. please. <laughs>
2: It's like, I need that's my fuel. That whole thing, when they come up and say, thank you, that was great is literally just having like a meal and a pill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So you can get all your nutrients in it. <laughs> so,
1: oh, thank you. They were listening. Wow. No, that is weird, isn't it? That, that is not that thats so strange too. That that phenomena, I don't know if there's anything phenomenal about it, but it, it <laughs> it's uh but it's this thing where I feel like even if people liked it and they just and no one's clapping, they just don't want to be the only one clapping maybe. I don't know, you know, but like because there has to be a reason why this person who thoroughly enjoyed it to the point where they had to like come up to you afterwards, while you're tearing down and trying to settle up and, and getting your shit together, they they felt compelled to come talk to you. It's like, but yet they did not feel compelled to clap it, 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 when they when they were needed. They they failed to, to answer that call. So and that's just it. I don't I don't expect
2: a need for anybody like yeah. if they want to clap that's their product. if they don't that's their product. i'm not here to force anyone into a behavior that they don't want <laughs> right so it's not a big stress like i said they were probably really nervous about coming up and talking right so like, right and be like oh that was really that was really good for you you must have yeah. been really uh, thinking about that for a while but that was really nice um was it Car- Cartagena is saying teaching is the same way i guess for a student to go up to a teacher and say like yeah thanks that was a good lesson mm. or whatever yeah. <laughs> they don't right. raise their hand and answer questions because they right. don't want to be part of the dialogue, but like probably at the end of it, they're like, that thanks, that was a nice thanks for helping me. I, I understand it better now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for real though. Like it's uh it, it's I don't know, man. It's just like I there was a point in my life too where I felt like stupid for asking questions in class and stuff. So yeah, I mean you always gotta put yourself in other people's shoes and how they react to you, but it's still like some people don't clap at a bar or restaurant because they don't want to disrupt the vibe or bother other patrons or guests. I, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Some people are just really polite, and that's fine. Um, but but I just feel like if there's a performer and they're performing and it's like, like I, I got to give them some love. But there's like certain clubs that like because it's like some jazz gigs – you know doesn't they're just literally background noise like they are literally they, they will be told to be turned they will turn they will be told to turn down uh, several times throughout the night because they're literally just there as you know well musical wallpaper and so i i get that it's just it's i feel like when you're putting that much energy into something and there's no you know it's not reciprocal it there's just it, it sort of drains you and and for me personally, when I'm in those moments with those gigs where it's just like you're literally blasting all this energy into into the you know into into the ether, and uh, it, it just makes me feel like what the hell am I doing? Like <laughs> like I, I just feel drained. I feel really tired afterwards. Honestly, it just feels like it, I just put all of this stuff into it. Uh, how, how so? You reacted that one time as in. Uh, I'm done with this band. What what happened the other time? I, I gotta know. And, and yeah. by the way, uh, you're blessed for only having to deal with that twice in your life. I mean, that was <laughs> for a while there. That was like every weekend until we figured out the live learn thing, and then then it changed. Everything changed after that. Yeah, but, I
2: think it was uh, it was actually a, a New Year's Eve. We did a New Year's Eve at a local bar, and. <laughs> literally everybody was there for like what was on tv and the countdown we were literally just background and i remember playing uh i think it was playing maggie may by rod stewart and i got halfway through the song and i was literally so zoned out that i came to halfway through and i went oh my god what verse am i on And i'm like (laughs) okay okay i'm here and like i i had played half the tune and totally didn't realize it and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I remember we played a whole bunch of music and then they counted down. We played old Lang Syne and then literally everybody just went from this. This is like they're facing us to like whoop to the TVs.
0: <laughs> <they're> just what
2: <laughs> And I went, wow. Should we even play? Should we even continue? We're just like, well, we're here till we're here till two, so we better keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah. We want our check. I suppose we should finish.
2: Yeah. And we did. It was just like, well, that was interesting. But uh <laughs> Like I said, we, at the end of the night, after feeling like, well, why do why we even bother? The bar staff were like, yeah, thanks for coming out. When can we hire you again? It's just, okay. Uh-huh. There's still a bit of appreciation there. So that's good.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, and then because also you feel like that you're letting down the bar because your job at a bar is to entertain people, to keep them drinking and staying yeah. and to hang out and dancing around each other. Moo! Moo <laughs> uh, <Lou> to Timmy! <laughs> hey, Timmy Mofo. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Moo mo to you, friend. Moo to you. Uh, says
2: beans over brown eye girl. I have a song called Beans that's like literally ten seconds long, and it gets more more requests than anything. Else.
1: Can can we get a taste of the ten second song? Can we get just a, a little a little taste of that?
2: You want a little taste because a little taste is like the whole song. Okay, can
1: we get the whole taste? Can we get the whole serving?
2: Usually you usually got to cash in eight thousand points to get this, but I'm giving it away for free. So here we go. I got friends. You got friends. I got friends. Beans. I got friends. You got friends. I got friends.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Hey Timmy, that's At your sound. Street,
0: beep 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 beep. <laughs>
2: Love it.
1: Yeah, th- that's Timmy's sound, huh? He likes that. He likes the air horn. That's for yeah, you, Timmy. Yeah. That's for you, Timmy. Beans. That was great. <laughs> Thank you for those claps, mighty mighty. I appreciate it. Oh man. It. Uh,
2: <laughs> that's the that's the clip from the whole interview right there. Yeah, I mean that's
1: that's that's what this whole interview was. That that's the pinnacle. I mean, we might as well just call it a day. Like that was it. That was the whole. Thing worth 8,000 channel (laughs) points every stinking time. I do like that song. What, what, where did, where does a song like that (laughs) come? Thank you, Mighty Mighty, for those videos. It
2: happened to be like, um, one of my buddies, um, happened to be watching me on Twitch, and some inside joke happened where beans was the punchline. I can't even remember the, uh, the, uh, what led to it. I was just like, yeah, beans. And then I just played that, and everybody was like, beans. And like the chat was just full of beans. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like wow that was that was a big response for something that was that small and that terrible.
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny though? Isn't that funny how just like a little joke can just can be a seed that just like blossoms into a whole a whole tradition. It's yeah. very funny. <laughs> Look, Hot Boy Summer. Let me tell you, Hot Boy Summer has become the hit of the summer on this channel and oh, on Raina's man. channel. Apparently, let me tell you Ooh. something about Raina, Let me tell you about something about Hot Boy Summer. Hot Boy Summer raised us over a hundred dollars. I think it was for Stream Fist too. I think it was for uh, for Danny's StreamFest. So oh, like, amazing. So I that 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 song. I mean, we had to do it like three times, but it was like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks just for that song. So you know what? Amazing. I was like, there, there's something hot about this song. There's something real hot about it. So uh,
2: candidates more like Dad Bod Summer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dad Bod Summer. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Damien Marley clip nice. Oh, I got you.
0: Out in the street, they call it Murder. There
1: you go, Tim. There you go, Timbo. Timbo slice. There you go, my friend. Um, so I I don't even remember where we were, so I mean
2: <laughs> we had we had some beans
1: there for a second. <laughs> yeah, we had beans
2: and traditions. <laughs> um talking about uh being feeling rejected at a, at a pub for no response oh yeah
1: wow look at your memory you must you must be you must be a sober person or mostly sober person it's mm-hmm. all
2: the water i drink we're the water buddies on my twitch channel we encourage you to keep hydrated so it must be all the h2o
1: i like that i like that hella hydrated Raina is definitely about drinking water that's like the first question is like i oh, don't know my head hurts she's like did you drink enough water? Did you drink yeah. plenty of water it's amazing
2: what was it? Somebody posted a a meme or something, and it was like when you're a kid, you think that like pop is the grown up beverage, and then when you're a teenager, you think that alcohol is the grown up beverage, and then when you get to the being a grown up, you realize it was water, water the, the whole, whole time.
1: time man. <laughs> water, just give me water. Uh, oh god. <laughs> what 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 is moo? What what is moo all about? Is that another inside joke? That's what that's
2: the sound everything makes, except mm. for an airplane, of course. Oh. Just go with it. Yeah,
1: no, I get it. It's
2: it's science. It's fact. It is fact. It's everything. It's a way of life. Um,
1: There you go. I even have a
2: shirt made. I should have wore it. I'm I'm not even promoting myself very well. It says, airplane, choo-choo, everything else, moo. That's just words to live by. (laughs) Words to live by.
1: (laughs) Listen. Don't think about it too much. Just look. Just it's in there. Scientific ha- scientific papers have been written on the subject. Yeah, I believe you.
2: I believe you. They I, they've yeah. been disproved. Dis- just disproven numerous times, but they have scientific papers well, about it. They,
1: they, you know what? It, it's not about science anymore, man. It's about how we feel, man. So come on, man. We're gonna. We're. We, it's science, man. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Moo. I'm with it. Yeah. We're we're moving through the evening here, so (laughs) with 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 everything sort of opening back up, how are you planning on going forward with like streaming and with gigging? Are you going to try to like work it out so both can still exist? Or
2: definitely plan on a balance of both. Uh, I have a schedule that's three times a week on Twitch: uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays at seven Eastern Time, and Saturdays at two Eastern Time and uh figuring that my weekends are starting to fill up now so yeah. my saturday might be might need to be rescheduled or mm. just canceled altogether so i'm hoping to at least have two two dates on twitch because like i said i've got this awesome community on twitch that's yeah. been growing and growing since uh, since august of last year i can't just say well Spin a slice, see you later. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna keep that going. It's it's just something I look forward to and I've got these people who are like literally family yeah. that I see twice a week and I I, I love hanging out with them. It's yeah. it's so much fun.
1: Isn't that wild that like you can just get to know people and you never seen their face or even know their real name and you just like and you like care about what their day to day life is. <laughs> it's like a wild Yeah. Wonder-
2: I almost feel like I'm letting everybody down because when I'm when I'm not streaming, I'm not really keeping in touch, but uh <laughs> I'm really sorry, but like I, they're probably like Jay. You're fine. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> probably, probably. Most of the time, people are, are 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 forgiving and or or understanding, right? It's I like, just
2: realized I was in a hot tub. This is awesome.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Anybody who subs, by the way, gets their name written <laughs> on my arm, just like just like the E girls. It's my homage to Indy Fox. R.I.P. Indy Fox for getting. Uh, demonetized on twitch that's that's a bummer uh and amaranth let's not forget our 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 good friend amaranth um yeah uh what's jason's twitch stream um my mod had to go pick up saucy so i will shout out um here is everything exclamation point js if you guys want uh or nope that's not how you spell your name (laughs) exclamation point (laughs) jc and that will pull up go. Jason's uh, Twitch, uh, Spotify, IG. That pesky
2: YouTube. E in my first name is
1: what? Is, what is uh, that? Different. Why did you do that to me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> ask Ask my parents, man. It's on my birth certificate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I was like, if this is some kind of ploy to get attention in some kind of manner. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't even yeah. think of that.
2: It just just means that every like important document that I've ever received is just wrong. wrong. Like if <laughs> I ever <laughs> if I ever got like a letter for like jury duty and they spelled it like O N, I'd be like, that ain't me. That's not me. I'm not going to jury.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have you ever done that? Like I've never done that. They said it's illegal, but I've never shown up. Like never. I, I don't know. Have you? Have you have you shown up before? Is it a thing? I don't even know if it's a thing in Canada that's be called
2: in for jury duty but I never have myself but yeah okay it is a thing it is a thing in Canada to get called in for jury duty but mm. I have never never had to ever got a letter <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it happens okay thank you Bonnie okay. Bonnie's in Canada as well so, so so she's our other Canadian expert here um I've never done that what is even the 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 penalty for not doing it like is there a penalty for not showing up for jury duty you get this. <laughs> you get a big, you get a stream fist in your face. <laughs> yeah. um, let me see. Oh, I, I didn't. I timed it all wrong. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. How dare you? <laughs> uh, penalty for not showing up. We gotta collect some channel points here. Ooh, sixty points! Hey, get it! You're gonna need them. You're gonna need them. If you want, if you want to see Hot Boy Summer, you're gonna need those points. Any person who... Oh, come on! Oh wait, I know what we can do. So we can all be in, in, involved here, and also here
2: we go. We're googling it. <laughs>
1: What else are we doing, huh? Uh, Let's see. So any person who fails to appear or who fails to show good cause for noncompliance with the jury summons may be fined not more than $1,000 or in prison not more than three days or both. Is my job protected while I serve jury duty? Probably. This is for Ohio because I'm in Ohio. I don't know what it is for Ottawa. Um, I
2: drove through Ohio. I was pretty happy about that.
1: Why? Gosh, Ohio's pretty big. No, it's awful. <laughs> it's a terrible state. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's actually not that bad. Compared to Michigan, it is not as bad as Michigan. Michigan is garbage. Uh, I have n-
2: exploring to do.
1: It, it, I don't like the hype of any of these states. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, <laughs> I came back to Ohio after living 13 years, three blocks from the beach in Southern California. I was not happy to be back, trust me. Um, let's see, uh, jury, Ottawa County, no, not Ottawa County, Ottawa, Canada, stupid. We're going to see what's going to happen to you now, Jason, that you, uh, that you've publicly admitted that you, uh, you skip out on, uh, jury duty. So we'll see what's your, what's your, what's the penalty here? No shows. It's probably like, you just, you just get a, you just get a tub of maple syrup. That's it. (laughs) Bonnie's
2: saying a fine of 25 to 200 bucks and oh. people can be jailed. jurors get 80 bucks a day for their service.
1: Oh, look at that. Okay, yeah. I see. And this is Nova Scotia. Thank you Bonnie cuz she Bonnie. saw how I was struggling there.
2: Bonnie knows <laughs> all. Thanks Bonnie.
1: Bonnie saw how much I was struggling and there and she was like, I better <laughs> I better step in before this gets nasty. Uh we're going back, guys. We're going back. Uh um I <laughs> do know all. Yes, you do, Bonnie. Yes, you do. Uh, okay. Uh, the judge will be will determine if a show cause hearing should be scheduled for you to show cause why you should not be held in contempt of court for failing to appear for jury service. If you fail to appear for a show cause hearing, a bench warrant will be issued for your arrest and you can be fined or and or sent to jail. So there hey, you go. We'll
2: spell my name right when, I, when you're putting
1: me on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want me to show up, asshole? You better spell my name right, okay? Like, yeah, this isn't me. Sorry, this is
2: Jason. Sorry, (laughs) Jason.
1: A bucket of maple syrup. I'd rather take the poutine. Poutine. Yeah. Oh, oh, a maple poutine. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing better than uh, fried cheese curds with maple syrup. Now, as as a resident
2: of Ohio, is poutine something that can be?
1: Attained? We, uh, purchased,
2: yeah. yeah. It can
1: be at the Culver's. Ooh. Yeah. You, you guys have Culver's? We don't have Culver's. But you're familiar with Culver's. I have heard of such a, th- a place. Uh Phil, welcome in. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs>
2: Jansen Kelson has a court date. That's my all. <laughs>
1: Jansen <real>. Kelson. <laughs> Jansen Kelson here with the 5 o'clock news. Um, the the, the no, culvers uh culvers is is a is a pretty happening joint here in the little city that i'm in uh, i'm i i'm outside of a bigger city called toledo ohio garbage mm. city uh but in the i'm in a suburb called oregon and it's uh, and it is pronounced oregon and if you try to say oregon people will correct you uh, that's like the
2: oregon trail
1: Yes, except people <laughs> from Oregon will be like, "What the hell is an Oregon?" And, okay, so, anyways, uh this place opened up, and and mind you, Oregon like they have a main street, a sh- main street of shopping, which consists of like a Kroger or whatever, a, a supermarket for f- groceries, like a Dollar General, like a Dollar Tree, a CVS. I love that Dollar General. Hey, you can't I, go. I, I,
2: I had the cheapest supper ever from Dollar General. I got spaghetti and garlic bread for three dollars it was great
1: dude dollar general comes through but i'm just trying to paint a picture here for you everything else is taco bell mcdonald's wendy's all sonic all the garbage and then culver's comes in and like a gift from the heavens like the whole town rejoice we have a facebook uh page a group page for oregon and like Everybody was so happy like it was the happiest day of their lives like you know, I've never seen the group chat it, on Facebook for our little town like blow up like it did other than like when when the election was going on and people were getting into like public <laughs> public fights on the stupid thing <laughs> talking about Trump uh, anyways uh, it's still to this day, this was like months ago. And still to this day, if you try to go there around like noon or five o'clock, there is a line down the freaking street to wow. get a burger or a poutine. So all of that, just to tell you that it's a very popular place here in Oregon, Ohio. Well, I know where I'm
2: going when I go there.
1: <laughs> well, you damn right. You're a <laughs> right. Now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you're damn right. Um, so, what what did you do before you were full time musician? What was your what was your day job?
2: Uh, I worked, like I say, the equivalent to a CVS. Oh yes, uh, that's Shopper's right. Shoppers Drug Mart. Was, so was how
1: was that? At. That was like your only job for the longest time, and then you're like, "Hey, I'm going to do this now."
2: Believe it or not, um, I only had two places of employment from the age of 15 to the age of 34. Wow. So I didn't pursue like an academic career <laughs> yeah. or like, a, like anything like that. I started uh, working at a pizza hut when I was 15 and I worked there all the way till um, my second son was about to be born. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and that was uh, 2009. So I was 28. So from 15 wow. to 28, I worked at a pizza and I had, like, you know, gone up the ladder and Uh was was managing, uh, so to speak, at the time. Well, I'm glad that
1: you weren't just the pizza boy at at 28 (laughs) with your second son or your second child on the way. It's like, I'm still the pizza boy, delivery guy. Yeah. So then I went and uh, got a
2: job at a shopper's drug mart working the receiving dock. And I did that for a little bit and then got promoted to assistant. And that's when my boss started to be. The worst human being I've ever met in existence, and (laughs) to make a (laughs) choice—okay, wait—put up with that, or did I want to just say no, thanks?
1: What what was what 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 kind of way? How did things change once that person became your boss?
2: Um, I became a bitter person, and I just—I wait. How did you become bitter? When well, I did, and I I started like I'm I'm a fairly patient human being, Uh and. Usually, when somebody I'm working with is difficult or they have their shortcomings or they kind of like get on your last nerve, I can usually go, Okay, well, this person's going to get fired sometime soon or Mm. they're going to quit or something and everything will be okay, which had happened numerous times (laughs) in my life. This one individual just was not there, was no escape. It's like I'm, I think I'm stuck with him, and I'm like, All right, this is a new challenge. So how do I do with this? And I literally I became such a very bitter, grumpy person. I would come home and talk about how crappy my day was and just like, wow, this is toxic. This is awful. Yeah. Like I'm just spitting out negativity. And it was just like, do I really need this? And I was stressed about like, am I gonna make enough money? And I said, Well, money, health first and money later was was what I decided.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So were you when you left, when you left that job, you said you already had music gigs sort of lined up. Was there any moments of like uncertainty when you jumped in, like were you just like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but here we go? Or was it just like, I gotta get out of here. I don't care. I mean, especially with a second child on the way, and and because Canada has healthcare for all, you weren't sitting there freaking out about like, how is my child gonna <laughs> get healthcare when? Oh, you you were actually able to focus. On changing careers and, and taking a, a a smart step towards a better life, instead of being dependent on mm-hmm. being a slave to uh, whatever company that's dangling their crappy uh, insurance in front of you. Yeah. But, but, really
2: lucky. Yeah, Canadians are really lucky in that regard. Absolutely. It does have its its pros and cons, but yeah, for the most part, it's a, it's a wonderful what's its wonderful cons benefit to have. Um, you don't always get the uh, the immediate care you do need, like the mm. wait times in certain hospitals and, and, and uh, clinics like that can be a, a lot longer depending on the importance of your issue. Mm. But that's, uh, that's one of the shortcomings. A lot of people have other opinions about how our system isn't perfect. But uh, like I said, as a Canadian citizen since birth for 40 years, I think our system works fairly well. And uh, I'm pretty happy about that, not having to worry about an astronomical... Uh, bill, after getting your appendix removed, or something like that. Yeah. Like surgery, you can't avoid.
1: Right. Uh, so, I mean, like, yeah, fucking a life crushing debt fucking bill from the from the hospital uh i want to just shout out every podcast i love is dead what's up buddy good to see you everybody go and check out every podcast is dead uh if you like music podcasts and, and you guys are here and so i'm guessing you do uh you're gonna love every podcast i love is dead because also Nolan is Canadian, so there you go, guys. A Canadian, another Canadian up in our midst. Uh, and also, um, thank you so much for that sub, buddy. I, I really appreciate it. I'm going to, uh, since you subbed, I'm going to go ahead and write your name on here. I'm going to just write Appleid. Epilid, every podcast I love is dead. There you go, buddy. You, you're on my arm now, just like, just like the e-girls. I'm not going to show you my cleavage because it's not as uh, presentable as uh, theirs, but, you know, you get it. Cleavage in your mind, okay? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So what, so, so what was the vibe going into that decision? Like what, how was, I mean, did you make this, was this a, was this a family decision or was this just something I got to do? And, and there
2: was a plan. There had been a plan originally. Um, uh, my, uh, at the time, uh, my wife who is, uh, we're not together anymore, but, uh, when we were together, the plan was that she was looking for uh, a job, um, working in the government, but there are steps to take to get that. And so we were in that kind of limbo waiting period. And I was doing the, um, the, sh- the shoppers drug mart job and the gigs. And I was tiring myself out, but I knew, um, once, um, my wife got her government job that we could talk about like me, uh, getting rid of uh, one job or the other. I was ultimately going to, going to say the gigs are going to be the ones that are going to stay. Cause I just, it was a passion job. It was awesome. I was lucky to have something like that, but, um, We hadn't gotten to that juncture yet. So she was between jobs and I really wanted to quit shoppers at the time. It was like, you know what? I have to, it's, I'm, I'm so angry and I'm, I'm probably going to like gain 20 years on my life just by working there. So, yeah. So I had, I like had a call with her and said, I'm quitting today. What do you think? (laughs) And we we, obviously that wasn't the last conversation, but by the end of the day, we had talked about it and we agreed that that was, we could make it work. And if it wasn't for her support at that moment, I probably would have been doing both jobs still, but Mm. uh, we had a really, I had, I've always had a good support system no matter where I've been. And um, it was good to know that um, I was being taken care of, like my needs were being taken care of and I was making sure that everybody else was taken care of too. So yeah, it was a little stressful, but it was, I remember being stressed the day I went to work to hand in my resignation. And as soon as I did, it was like, I felt like hundred pounds lighter. I I walked home. I would like, I skipped home from work. (laughs) I was like, this is amazing. Why didn't I do
1: this before?
2: It was wonderful. I knew everything was going to work out, it was great.
1: Um, I, those moments are wonderful, uh, mighty mighty. Thank you so much for that gifted sub. Also, awesome, moving Dutchman, I forgot, I forgot you you gifted Jason a, a sub earlier. So uh, yeah, mighty mighty, that was awesome. Appleid, moving Dutchman, and mighty mighty. Oh, you're right there. You can't really see it that well. <laughs> so there you are. Again, I'd show you my cleavage, but they're just not that great. It, it's just not that great. Um, Sounds
2: like Jason have a brave heart moment.
1: Freedom! <laughs> oh my goodness. Mighty, mighty. Thank you so much for gifting. Gifted uh, subs
2: everywhere. Tap Thank you, man.
1: What is it? Tap Tick? That's, uh,
2: that's, that's my lovely lady.
1: Your lovely lady friend. Mm. Thank you so much, lovely lady friend. I appreciate uh, you being here and receiving that sub. <laughs> and Mighty, mighty. Thank you again. You know what? Uh, by your name, Mighty, mighty. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put an exclamation point
0: it's raining subs hallelujah it's raining subs amen
1: <laughs> is that your rain, is that your sub song is that your sub song
2: it will be now <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's raining subs you can call me Marina okay
2: uh, Just I, don't I, call me late for lunch
1: hey um <laughs> Uh, Marina
2: gave me the biggest stink face ever. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> um, um you know what, Marina, I actually prefer to call you Tap Titch uh or uh lady friend. There you go. And then, see, another bad joke. Like, here's the problem with me. Like, I'll start saying jokes, but it comes out as like flatly and plain flat and plain. So people are just like, You're just weird. You're That's just, a just weird. deadpan humor. Yeah, it works. it's it's not it's not <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work for me. <laughs> Everybody always looks at me like you guys do like. Okay. Anyways, uh we're, we're doing things here folks, we're doing things. So so you quit your job and 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 Did you have any problems with the transition with what, what what were some of the challenges you faced? I, mean, I always like to talk about these moments with musicians because its I think it's very important because there's so many people who are doing this balancing act like you were doing where I work full time and music is, they love music and music is a big part of their life and they're, they're gigging all the time and it's becoming too much but they don't want to actually take the jump because music is such a, um, you know, it's such a risky venture. You know, like it's, it's, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know when a pandemic is gonna come and then take all your gigs away in, yeah. it, overnight. So, it's a it's 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 a weird thing to to want to jump into uncertainty, um, and and it's a fearful thing. And and so you got a lot of people who who sit around and they just dream about it or think they can or just can't. And I think you kind of touched on this. How you were you were just like I just never thought this was possible. King damn breaker. Uh, moving Dutchman, thank you so much for for, for uh, gift subbing that to uh, the, the the king the king the, the king damn breaker uh, moving Dutchman I'm running out of I'm running out of space so I'm just gonna put uh, MD over here, okay? There it is. MD, another one moving Dutchman. It's subs. Hallelujah, the pain subs. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> that was good.
0: That was... Um,
1: but but when you know when people are on the fence about these type of things, it's like my always response is especially when people ask me, which is not often, but they'll be like, "Hey, what do you think, Penny? What's going on? Good to see you. Uh, I'm afraid now I get you at WSEG. Yeah, it's weird." Um it it's a weird thing to, to that trans that transition is 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 scary as shit. Uh for me personally, I was sort of pushed into it because I got fired from my cubicle job and well it was like, well, now what am I going to do? And we got a baby, a newborn baby, and we rents due in 2 weeks. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> so that that's a very <laughs> mo- that was very motivating for me. Uh but uh, uh so I always like to to ask about these these moments in people's lives, because it's like, I feel like just if people just gave it a chance, you know, just, just, just fuck it, especially if you're in that position in life where you can take that chance where you don't have any dependence, you don't have anybody to answer to, you're just living your life and you're on the edge. And you're just like, what, what should I do? You should definitely take jump leap. (laughs) I'm always going to tell you to leap. So what was that for you? I mean, was that transit? I mean, I know you you you're talking about you talked it over and You know, how was that transition? Did you? When what did you face? What kind of problems did you face within it?
2: (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you. I'll I'll make it as succinct as possible. But uh, like I said, I was married at the time. I made Mm. the decision to go full time music, and um, uh, as the story goes, um, um, our marriage didn't uh, didn't go the distance. It did. It did end. Mm. So the challenge at that particular point was now I am completely reliant on myself, and I've got two kids to take care of um part-time and i'm playing gigs can i do it can i sustain on my own without without that you know so to speak comfort blanket or whatever and that was um i went through a depression at that point because i was really freaked out i'm a, I'm a i was a big creature i probably still am a big creature of safety and living in a bubble and having the things that really never change and uh, anything that was uh any type of change was was challenging but uh, a life-altering change like that definitely uh, freaked me right out, and I started having panic attacks and and was going into a depression, and I went to see a therapist, and the therapist really talked me through. It gave me some some insight into saying, you know what, being afraid is not necessarily you, saying, you claiming failure. It's your way of preparing yourself for what you don't know, and sh- she was the one who wrote this little thing. I have it on my fridge still. It says, feel the fear and do it anyway, and... Those of you who watch Danielle Lard, she uh, reiterates that point in her own way by saying, "Do the scary thing, Mm. even if you fail at it a thousand times. Do the scary thing, because like you'll feel better after the thousandth time. You'll you finally feel comfortable doing it for the thousand and first time or whatever. You'll have the tools to to move forward. And so at that point, it was, can I, you know, sustain off." off the uh, the gig income and uh, purchase a house by myself and pay off all my bills and get groceries and you know have space for my two boys and it was that was a that was a big a big um a big part of the the growth from becoming a musician full-time as my main source of income was okay you've got to do it by yourself now and i've been doing it um since 2017 as as uh, living on my own. I now have a wonderful girlfriend and uh, we're um, very happy to announce that we're, uh, we've bought a house together and we're going to be moving in, uh, in August. But it's good to know that, uh, it's good to know that as, a, as an individual, <laughs> it's good to know that as a grown individual that I have the confidence to say I did that and um, I'm, I'm not going to be any worse off um, if I don't have someone there and and I'm not saying I don't need another person, but I know that I'm, I'm a stronger individual because I've gone through that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's uh, that's such a a thing to live by. That um, do do what scares you. And um what's that guy's name? His name is Tim something. He has a um,
2: Timmy Mofo. No.
1: No. Not, Tim, <laughs> not Timbo Slice. Uh, it's. Uh, his name is Tim Ferriss. That's it. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Tim Ferriss? I have not. Tim Ferriss is the writer. Not, not Tom Robbins. That's Tom Robbins, isn't it? I think that's the writer Tom, not Tim. Uh, <laughs> or is there a Tim Robbins? There might be a Tim Robbins. Yeah, I agree Tim with Robbins you. Robbins is the one who speaks to the beyond. Isn't that him? <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> God, those guys up- upset me. Tim Robbins is an actor. Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Tom Robbins is a writer. Tim Robbins is an actor. And uh, I'm 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 on cloud nine or on the moon I guess. Okay, uh, let's see. Too many it, white guy names. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Too much whiteness going on, folks. Uh, change is terrifying, especially around forty with a family prompts to you. Yeah, I want to come circle back for that. Yeah, I agree, man. Like that that takes a lot of guts and uh, a lot of fortitude to do that. But um, that idea, Tim Ferriss is the guy. He wrote uh, the Four Hour Work Week, and he said something to. Me not to me personally he has a podcast as well Uh, he 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 said that uh, do do what scares you daily so not only do what scares you but do what scares you daily like if you come across something that gives you that and of course of course you know within reason uh don't you know don't go you know don't go
2: I, stick your hand in a beehive.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm, f- I'm brave! I'm brave! This is for you, Tim Ferriss! <laughs> doing it for you, Tim! Um, you know, but but it's, you know, like, to to go through this daily, and it's something that I try to do. I mean, when the, when the moments arise where it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, God, I don't want to do that. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it now. And it's one of those things that really took my um uh, I guess networking and my communication skills to another level because once you get past this that that voice that tells you like you're you're wrong, don't do it you'll f- fail at it, you suck you're stupid that whole thing that doubt the self-doubt voice um, you know every time you push past that you're you're building these new pathways that sort of, Sort of that—that uh, that sort of push those ideas out. Like you're mm-hmm. literally carving these pathways in your brain that 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 bypass those feelings. And and you're always going to have those feelings, but but the more you do it, the more you push past it. And in in fact, even taking it to a daily practice, uh, you just you just find the most mundane things that you thought were horrifying to do like nothing anymore. And mm-hmm. it's like talking to somebody like talking to somebody that i didn't know used to be the scariest thing and then i started a podcast for whatever reason i decided that i needed. but part of the part of the reason i started the podcast was to push past this barrier that i was facing this this i can't communicate well with others i can't express myself well with others i can't make eye contact with others that well you know like this whole thing that comes with being sort of this squirrely introverted artist and um you know, it, I I just think that it, that 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 is the key. It, the key is pushing past those those self made boundaries, and uh, and if you really want to push through anything, is put is telling that voice and telling that fear, and it's okay to have that fear. But also being like, well, go to hell because I know I can do this. This is fine. I, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm gonna, Or at least saying after this, I know I'm going to feel better. This is what happens with me working out every time. Every time. I am a fat asshole, okay? I've been a fat <laughs> asshole since I was a little kid. I don't like to move around a whole lot. And so every time it comes to the fucking gym. And I've been doing it, you know, for a long, long time working out. I've been doing it. But every time I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want to go there and sweat and do this. Andrew, thank you so much for that follow. I appreciate hey,
2: it. Hey, Andrew Gill. Thanks, friend. Good uh, to
1: see you. Welcome, welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, it, it, it's just every time I think about it it's, just, it, it's just the most horrifying thing. But then I have to remind myself, it's like after this, you are going to feel fantastic. Like your life is going to be completely different than from how you woke up. After you get done sweating it out in there, you're going to just be on cloud nine. It's going to be great. And that's what I have to rely on. Moving Dutchman <laughs> redeemed a TikTok. Okay. We'll do that as well. <laughs> Any tips on leveling up on keyboard skills? Yes. So get- if
2: you, there was a few questions. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Really We're nice going to get to those questions too. I know I just rambled on about that, but I <laughs> but I think I, I think it's an important thing to kind to, to of oh, go over. Sure. You know, it's like people are held back by fear so much and it's and, and it's a shame imagine all the things that aren't being accomplished and and all the things that all the progress that's sort of being held up by someone who is too afraid to express that you know the the person with the cure for cancer is like i'm too dumb I'm not going to do it. Or the next fucking Mozart is too afraid to, to put the pen to paper. You know, it's like, imagine all the people out there who all the things we're not getting because of the fear of pursuing dreams and passions. It's crazy. And, yeah. and, and, and I can incur- be taught
2: to me. Like I say, when I went to talk to my therapist, it says, don't view fear as a way of saying you failed, a way yes. of, of an excuse to say that you can't, or you won't mm-hmm. use it as, okay, your body's just putting on, an armor saying, okay, I'm geared up now. Hit me with it. Yeah. It sets you're preparing yourself bodily. You're preparing your mind for what's coming next that you don't know. You're putting up your, your guard or your shields or whatever, Right, but you're going to be safe in the end. You'll be fine.
1: Right. It's not like you're going to fight a tiger. You don't have to hunt, you know, uh, (laughs) you don't have to hunt a lion in the middle of the night for food. You just, you just, you're just playing us to a song in front of somebody or presenting your, your poem to a, to a friend. You know, it's not yeah. it's, it's not anything crazy. It's 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 amazing
2: how the thought of, you know, pre- performing your poem in front of a crowd can have the same reaction as I have to fight this tiger or else <laughs> I'm going to die.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's the same reaction. Exactly. And that's so confusing, <laughs> especially for people like me who are just naturally anxious. Like, you know, like right now my legs going a million miles an hour bouncing up and down, my hands are just soaked sweat and like it's just it's just it's just gonna happen It's just how it is like every time i do this it's just how it is (laughs) and you know you just sort of have to figure out how to work through those things and and work around your own barriers
2: i have an experience um sorry i'll get to the questions yeah we're
1: gonna get to the questions and penny thank you so much for that sub and please go ahead and express yourself sir while i write penny's name on my arm
2: um to go with the whole how your body reacts and how you deal with how your body reacts um um, we had Canadian Idol um (laughs) and that was a thing and everybody goes you should try out for that you should try out for that I'm just like I don't know I'm just I don't think I'm gonna get it and I was just Mm -hmm. just like well that's a rotten attitude so I ended up going and auditioning for it and and there's Penny on your arm uh and I remember waiting in line just to sign up and waiting in line to get called and I remember saying to um, uh, my wife at the time who drove me "It's just like okay so here's the deal like I'm going to do this like I'm super nervous but I'm going to do this I'm just going to let you know right before it's my turn to go or like leading up to it I'm going to have I'm going to want to go to the bathroom like I'm going to like my body's just going to let everything go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough it was just like <laughs> I'm like okay I'll be right back <laughs> and and it, it, that was it, did my thing in the bathroom. And then I went out and I did my audition. It was just like, I knew my body was going to have a freak out. So I just, I recognized it and just did it anyway. Just like my body just telling me, okay, you're just really nervous about this, but here's, and here's how you're going to, here's how your body's going to tell you. Yeah. But I did it. I was like, I know I'm going to, I just recognize that. Yeah. I go through this process of how I cope with something that's scary, but I, I got through it. I knew I was going to, it was going to happen and I didn't let it say didn't let it dictate uh how i was going to go
1: forward yeah stress sheets yeah exactly no man i had dude i have that i when i was younger that used to be my go-to thing it was like anytime i was too nervous i was just blowing up toilets like it was just not even it's not even nice oh and then so my first like gig ever i was like i don't know 17 or something and and and, and you know like my whole life this has always happened and, and I've moved to schools a lot I moved to different areas a lot we moved a lot so that definitely doesn't help uh, anxiety in a little fat kid so <laughs> we were uh we were setting up to play and we were like it was like okay guys go ahead and then all of a sudden that right you know that that the sounds of hell are beckoning from your lower intestine and so uh i i had to go and poop in a a like when i talk about a nasty dive bar it was like the coolest (laughs) bar but it was the it's a usually the cool grungy bars are have the grossest bathroom this was this did not fail this did not fail we walk in there and the first thing i gotta do why i i'm like turtling it's like i had to wipe down the seat that was completely soaked with with piss and i'm i'm a freak so i had to go and like wet down a napkin or wet down the toilet paper because there was no paper towels of course or soap (laughs) uh And 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 I had to wipe down and like dry it, and then of course there's no door. The bathroom is like a closet, so anybody who walks in is washing their hands right and peeing right next to you with this little tiny door. There's just no privacy. So I'm like blowing this up, and people are just walking in, and it's, oh man, and like they're saying shit, like, <laughs> and meanwhile I'm supposed to be on stage playing. And the sound guy is pissed off. The sound guy actually came in the bathroom and was like, hey, you got to hurry up. You're behind now. And I'm like, I'm trying to shit here.
2: Yeah, I'm behind all right. You yeah. want to see how behind I am? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <my laughs> friend. Chill out. It's cool. We got you, baby. Uh. Anyways, yeah, the nerves, the nerves. Mm-hmm. They, they can get you. They can get you. But you got to push past. You got to push past. And that's how you learn to get past your nerves. There's no... There's no getting past anything that you don't try to do. Like, you don't just wake up one day and get past those nervous tendencies that you had your whole life. The only way you can get past it is... and I Probably not the only way. I shouldn't say the only way. One of the ways and the most effective ways is to just do the things that scare you. And therapy is a great other thing as well. Therapy has been so useful. And I'm going to go as far as saying is that medication fucking worked for me which i didn't want to take medication i fucking thought medication was for um, i don't know was i i just didn't think it worked i was against it uh i like all these mass shooters are always on some kind of, of of inhibitor of some kind you know so like it's like i just thought you just you just stop functioning as the person you are and and you just become the shell of a human being and 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 turns out it, they just helped <laughs> <laughs> they just helped in every way i needed them to help. Um so, you know, yeah, oh, man, sometimes people just hold themselves back too. It's crazy. Now, i guess that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about yeah, holding absolutely. yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, should we get to some questions now that we've uh, inspired yeah. people to I was going to
2: say i'm i'm on a i'm on a, a I know limit you're on today. a timeline. It's uh, yeah. I, i'm going um, earlier than I was supposed to, so I apologize for that. Totally. But I'll try to answer as many questions as I
1: can. Of course, of course. Studio B, man. Any other old-school Cheech and Chong fans? Helpless to not quote them. <laughs> Studio B, man. Yeah, you got to get it in. Um, okay, so what is your favorite gig memory, Jason?
2: Ah, uh, wow. One? <laughs> Just get one. Um, okay, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do two because... One of my favorite instances um, is kind of strange, but very cool. Um, I was actually part of Shania Twain's concert when, they, when she came to Ottawa once. Hey. And she was doing her uh, Come On Over tour <laughs> to support that album. And she was in Ottawa for two days. And it was um, um, part of her show where she'd get local kids from local high schools to be part of her, her show. And so um, people might remember that um, at one of the shows in Ottawa that uh, was actually one of the shows that Avril Lavigne got discovered because she was invited up as part of this concert gimmick to come <laughs> up and sing a song with oh, Shania. Cool. So she, she came up and sang, uh, what made you say that? I think it was, was the tune, but it was like a young Avril Lavigne was singing that song and they like, totally discovered her from that concert.
1: <sighs> were you but like, were two- you like, what the heck? I sang two, where's my <laughs> de- MTV debut? Where's my TRL moment?
2: So as part of that same concert series, uh, she had um, choirs from certain high schools come up and do uh, a choir part for a song called God Bless the Child. And my school was asked to, to, uh, to have 10 students Um, volunteer to uh, be part of the show and I was one of the 10 students so that one of the two nights that she played I was in the choir uh singing backup for her song God Bless the Child um in retrospect I realized that we weren't miked (laughs) we were just literally there for like posterity Uh, (laughs) there's some kids on stage but like it was really cool to be on a stage at like a like a stadium, like a, a sports stadium with 18,500 people staring at you. That was awesome. Wow. Um, but nobody was really there for me. They were here there for Shania, of course. <laughs> so that stage experience was awesome, even though it wasn't for me. Um, one of my favorite actual stage uh, performances uh, that was for a band that I was playing in was when I got to tour in Europe. I was lucky enough to do a couple tours in, in Germany and Sweden and Finland and stuff. So we played uh, for a, a local band that was touring. I was in a, a Celtic punk band, and they were called Siobhan. Ooh, and
0: they
2: Siobhan. were touring with uh, a couple of guys who were in uh, a band. You might have heard of the Pogues, but they're like kind of like the go-to Celtic punk band from Ireland. Um, a lot of guys, there's a band out of uh, Boston called uh, uh, Dropkick D- Drop Murphys. Who, who kind oh, of yeah. resemble them. Cool. Uh, anyway, so we opened for this uh, for this act that was like a couple of the guys who used to play in the Pogues. And we played for like, you know, uh, 1500 people at this like awesome hall venue, which is pretty cool. It's like, I never played for a, a number of people that was that large, that was like, they were there to listen to me play, which was kind of cool. And I have that gig. I have the recording of it um, in my archives so I can listen to it every time I get nostalgic.
1: <laughs> what was the name of the band again? Pennywise. Uh,
2: Siobhan. It's spelled S I O B H A N. It's a it's a, a Gaelic word, a Celtic name. Mm. So uh, Sio Bhan. that's
1: how it's Ah, almost,
2: spelled.
1: almost, Bonnie. You almost yeah. there?
2: The, yeah. yeah, Bonnie almost had that one.
1: It's okay. But uh, they they are
2: no thing. longer together. But you can still purchase their stuff online, I think. <laughs>
1: And how much it's of a cut out, like, are you getting?
2: Page or something?
1: How much? How much of a cut do you get every quarter? Um, how big I, is that check? I, I, I,
2: still, I still get cuts, but like I probably haven't had a check from them in like twelve years. That's <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh well, well, fantastic! Uh, what, what did you play in that band? Dr- I was the drummer, drummer in that band. So, so you you've been primarily a drummer your whole career um singer to start and then uh-huh. i started playing drums at, at
2: 12 and then when band started asking well who's gonna sing in this band if if you're the drummer i'm like well i could do it yeah and i started singing behind the drums since yeah. i was a
1: teenager yeah, yeah why wouldn't what? who's gonna sing how do we <laughs> do this, this is, what do you mean just put a microphone back here and i go i go son um okay we got we got a question and we got some tiktok uh, we'll, we'll, see what we can, we'll, we'll see what we get to. We'll see if we get to a song, uh, before, uh, Jason right. has to go, but, uh, no guarantees, everybody, you guys know when he streams, you can go, you see that, whatever you feel like, uh, let's see, uh, what's next here? If you could share the stage with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Share. Beatles.
2: Oh. <laughs> Probably the Beatles. Really? You gotta go to the go-to, yeah. um. Like, I like a lot of bands. There's a lot of bands who I would consider, like, sharing a stage with them would be awesome. But I think to share the stage with, like, the Beatles, like, like to me, they're the ones who kind of spearheaded everything. Like, mm-hmm. I know there was Elvis before and Chuck Berry and all that. But for me, it's like the Beatles took that and, like, broadened it so much. Yeah. So I think I would love to share a stage with the Beatles if if that was a thing I could do for sure.
1: <laughs> That's cool. I I, don't, what is, what would I I don't even know who I'd share a stage with. Maybe I'll go with Rush, since we're talking to a Canadian. Ooh, we'll go with Rush. That's a good uh, ad. I, good I like Rush. I, I really do like Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just beat. I'm just not pandering here. Um, I'd rather ACDC, or dare I say it, The Stones. Oh, how Ooh. dare you? Love the Beatles, but not the liveliest concerts. How do you know? How many Beatles concerts did you go to? <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> uh Okay. So we got the questions. You know what? We'll save TikTok for after uh, Jason leaves because I don't want to have him watching TikTok videos with us <laughs> when we could be, you know, experience a song or, or playing games or stuff. So uh, how about we do this? How about. We Jason, do you, would, do you mind playing a song for us?
2: Not at all, not
1: at okay, all. Okay, why don't we listen to a song and then we'll see how much time afterwards and we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll do TikTok with J- Jason or 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 it's up to you guys. We can try to shoot in one round of how much does it cost on Craigslist with Jason. So, Jason, go ahead take it away and we'll figure out what we're going to do afterwards. All
2: right. I'm going to play this one. It's not for uh, anywhere released but it's going to be released uh, in the future. It's one's called Goodbye. <laughs>
0: short amount of time we shared stories and we shared a glass of wine all the while we felt that we were doing what was right we had laughter and we laughed all through the night oh you once told me outside my head find a way to think down from my heart instead it was plain to see just where my seeds were sown I grew through the years and I built myself a home and I opened up my life to you and I couldn't see what was so true hearts would carry us away. It was hard to save face for another day. We were blinded and we let it get too deep. I lay next to her and I just can't get to sleep. And I can't ignore the way I feel. And I know that this is all too I go And I thought that you deserve to know That through all the tears we cry To rest to say goodbye After all that we denied It's time to say goodbye
2: Thanks, friends. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths with us. Uh, Again, you can find Jason on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jasoncolson. But remember j-a-s-e-n-c-o-l-s-o-n links, show notes, go uh, uh, go and check out Random Mystique's new song Where Are You Now? Uh, link in the show notes go check out my new song, Hot Boy Summer link in the show notes <laughs> I think you guys are getting the picture here I actually Gosh. do have to go considering that about 90% of you don't make it this far I don't think you're gonna mind me just, you know, shortchanging you on this one. Uh, so, <laughs> again, thank you, Jason. We got uh, we got some cool guests coming up this month on the show. So, uh, stay tuned. Get on the live stream, Twitch.tv/slash We Speak English Good, and get some love. Okay, guys, take care of your fellow human beings. HJ for everybody. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.